get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK out of 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. Here's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. JR, how you doing today, man? Doing well. Just hoping the dentist and the trainer don't call after last weekend. The dentist and the trainer don't call after last weekend. <laughs> All that candy. I'm sitting in front of a bunch of rappers here. I love it. JR, you're the best, my friend. All right, let's get into this article that you wrote uh, earlier today about Colton Pareko and how he's ready to take on this number one role. You got some really great quotes from both Doug Armstrong and Colton Pareko in this. What was your biggest takeaway in talking to both parties involved in this on what the new role is going to be for Pareko and the belief that he's ready for this role? Yeah, a couple things that we all know Colton Pareko and he's kind of a quiet guy and he's had this label as a Mr. Nice Guy and you know, that's never going to change. That's going to be who he is. You know, I'm sure Jamie's had conversations with uh, Chris Pronger in the past about Colton Preco. I have too. And he said that, uh, look, he's going to be a great player. You can't make him into somebody he's not. He's never going to be that over overly physical guy. And so I think Colton Preco has established himself in the league in the last five years. But now it's going to be different, guys. Uh, you know, it's going to be a step up to that number one position. Yes, he's done some of these types of things played against the other team's top line, uh, so on and so forth. But now that pressure is on you without Alex Petrangelo around. And so the takeaway is he was excited about it. Uh, but the biggest takeaway is is how much Doug Armstrong put on him. He said, look, he's going to be the guy on the back end. He's the alpha male now. Yeah, and we talked about that a little bit earlier today. I think that's a great move by by Doug Armstrong, just declaring it. Make it easy for Colton Pareko to know that, hey, you are the guy, and we believe in you, and we're going to count on you. And I think that'll go a long way with Colton Pareko. And, and JR, the next thought I have on Colton Pareko is that he, to your point, he's already been playing this role. You know, over the last couple of seasons, specifically in the Stanley Cup run, uh, Colton Pareko and Jay Bowmeister were the shutdown tandem. Yes, Alex Petrangelo played some big shifts against the opposition's better players, but Colton Pareko was out there night in and night out against the Patrice Bergeron line, and he handled himself accordingly. So I think he's more than ready for that, I guess we'll call it the next step, but in my opinion, it's just continue to move forward. Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes when you uh, interview these guys, you know, you have some questions in your mind that you want to ask and, you know, some others that pop up during the interviews. And, you know, I wanted to ask him about, is he ready for it? And I found myself uh, during the phone call with him um, saying, hey, are you, wait a minute, you've already been doing this. So <laughs> I guess you're ready for it because, you know, you've, you've kind of been logging these types of minutes. You know, like I said in the article, this isn't a situation where you had a second pair defenseman, you know, like let's just use uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, for example, playing 22 minutes a night, mostly offensive situations. You know, Colton Pareko, uh, the past couple of years, he's only been about a minute, minute and a half shy of Alex Petrangelo in overall ice time, and he's played uh, more even strength ice time 
five on five than Alex Petrangelo. It's not to take anything away from Alex, who's been outstanding, but this is a situation where your number two guy has essentially been playing a defensive uh, role with all the defensive starts that, that he's had, and he's been playing against the other team's top line. So if you had a situation around the league uh, where you're taking a number two and making them a number one, uh, this is about the best situation possible in terms of what he's been able to do the past few years. Yeah, Jr. Colton Pareko has been a fantastic defensive defenseman. He's been great at lugging the mail out there. He closes guys out so quickly. He's got a great reach. All these things. But the one thing that we've never really truly seen from Colton Pareko is a lot of offensive upside. And I'm wondering, in your discussions with Doug Armstrong and with Colton Pareko, did that get brought up? Does Doug Armstrong expect to see a little more offense from Colton Pareko? And did the player himself, Colton Pareko, mention anything about, well, you know what, I want to provide a little bit more in the offensive zone. Yeah, and, and so uh, I looked at the offensive zone starts and the defensive zone starts, and, and Colton Preco was way down. He was fifth among all defensemen on offensive zone starts. He had 66 fewer than Alex Petrangelo just last year. So Colton Preco, in terms of what Doug Armstrong said about this topic, Jamie, is that he's going to be given that opportunity. As Doug will tell you, hey, you can talk all, all you want about projections in the offseason. You have to execute. You have to perform. But the bottom line is now for the first time in, in quite a while, Colton Pareko is going to be given uh, those opportunities. And that includes five-on-five five, uh, with those starts. And it also includes time on the power play. Alex Petrangelo has been the guy on that right side on the power play. Now Colton Pareko is going to get a chance. I will say this, as much as Doug Armstrong is counting on Colton Pareko uh, to, to take that offensive opportunity and run with it, he did say it will be shared too. Look, they've they've got uh, Tory Krug coming in. They've got Justin Falk, who they hope can provide some more offense. So I don't think it'll solely be on Colton Pareko's shoulders in terms of bringing that offense, but he will have that opportunity. Hey, JR, it's Ferrario here. I got a question because, you know, we've talked with guys like Larry Robinson and you mentioned Chris Pronger and even Al McKennis, who you had the quote in your article talking about how, you know, he needs to have the, men the McKennis mentality of take the shot and if somebody's in the way, make them pay for it. Pareko flies under the radar, but do you feel like if that offense takes another step, he could be looking at a guy who's talked about in more of an elite fashion? Yeah, I think so, and he has to. That's the thing, and I could hear it in his voice. Uh, he did joke. You guys uh, probably saw it in the, in the article, but uh, when I asked him about taking that slap shot more often, he said, wow, that's kind of been my headline. That's the main topic for my career so far in St. Louis, that he doesn't take that shot. And, you know, he, he wanted went on to explain that, uh, you know, sometimes people are yelling, shoot it, but he sees that, uh, you know, there's potential uh, moving the play down low and letting the forwards work it and, and try to score. So I see where he's coming from, but I think the rest of us see it like you see it, Alex, is that he, he's got to take that shot. He's got to become that dangerous player. Uh, like Doug said uh, in the article, uh, Al McKinnis had that mindset that, hey, you're just going to wind up and shoot it, and eventually they're going to get out of the way. And if they don't, oh, well, just keep shooting it. And uh, and I think, uh, Al, or I'm sorry, uh, Colton needs to uh, approach it that way. I think we started to see that, guys, the second half of last year. I remember you know, tweeting a lot throughout uh, games that, uh, hey, now he seems more comfortable. Now he's ripping it regardless of who's standing there. And, and so uh, it's been a while you know, since, since those times, but uh, we'll have to see him pick that up at the start of next season. Yeah, JR, having had the opportunity to work a little bit with Colton Pareko, one of his hangups with his shot is that 
He doesn't want to hit his teammates either. And he's had some troubles in the past of controlling not so much the velocity, but the height of the puck. And you get a guy like Braden Shen or Jaden Schwartz standing in front, and that thing is buzzing the tower just by the earlobes. That could be nerve-wracking. So uh, do you think that now that he's been given this opportunity, and yes, to Al McInnes's point, which is a great point, because I played with Al, and yeah, he buzzed the tower all the time. You wanted to get in the way, it was called a waster, because the next one you're not getting in the way. But at the same time, Al wasn't it wasn't worried about hitting his teammates. So I'm just wondering, did Colton Pareko talk a little bit about, you know, maybe working on that a little more in the offseason and, and rounding out that part of it? Uh, not specifically. I'm laughing because you reminded me of uh, when I interviewed Bernie Federico uh, for his book uh, a couple years ago, and, and he said that uh, Brett was kind of the same way where he would just rip it and Bernie would sit next to him on the bench and say, Brett, come on, you missed my head by inches there, buddy. And he'd just say, sorry, you know, and uh, and, and so he has to have that uh, mentality. But but you're right. You know, Colton Pareko, it's, it's the biggest bomb we've seen since Al McInnes. I, I think uh, it's safe to say that. Uh, in this city and sometimes yeah he does get a little high with it and, and when you got Colton's personality gosh he doesn't want to put uh, Schwartz and Shen and those guys on the injury list for a couple two weeks so um, he's going to be worried about that but it, it's just part of the game and I guess uh, you know you would know better than I Jamie on that but uh, it's just something in your mind that you're going to have to get through because uh, when you have a weapon like Doug said uh, you have to use it more. We're talking with Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN alongside Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Jerry, I wanted to ask you because we, we read the article and we see all the, these quotes from Doug Armstrong. And one that in particular stands out to me is Doug Armstrong said, I've talked to Colton and in my view, it's his team on the back end right now. He's the alpha male. He's been here the longest. He's got the game to be the alpha male and he wants the challenge, end quote. Obviously, he's talking there about the back end, so he's talking specifically about the defense. Do you think there's any consideration being given to also put the C on Colton Pareko's uh, chest to not only be the alpha male of the blue line, but also to be the alpha male of the team going into next season and beyond? I think there's a possibility. You know, I wouldn't be completely shocked. I know there's a lot of momentum for uh, Ryan O'Reilly or, or Braden Shin to wear the C. Uh, you know, I think if you're trying to give a guy confidence and lift him, give him a boost to that next level and say, hey, listen, we believe you can be that guy, you know, what a better way to, than to put a C on him and say take it and run with it. I didn't get too much into that with Doug in this interview. There was one uh, section that, that didn't make the article, but I asked him about Colton and, and being vocal. And uh, he said, listen, the leaders that I've been around in my career, Bob Ganey, Steve Eiserman, you know, they weren't necessarily uh, vocal guys. They did it with their play. And, and what Doug told me, and again, this didn't make the article, but he said that uh, you, you look at NHL players and their teammates just want them to be really good players. If they play very well and they don't say a ton, they can be later leaders, but if they don't play well and they talk all the time, then, then what difference does it make? So I think that's where he's at uh, with Colton. You know, the reason I didn't get a lot into the article uh, with that topic, you know, Colton being physical like a Chris Pronger or, or him being a vocal leader is because, you know, I think we need to move past that point into 
that's not who he is. So why do we keep talking about it, uh, you know, for years and years when he's already been here five years? So would you like to see those things from him? Yes, but, you know, players bring different things to the table. Uh, you know, circling back to your, your question, you know, could he be a captain? You know, I suppose uh, that he could. Look, who, who would have thought some of these guys that they've put the C on, uh, you know, Alex in the past and, and others would be captain. So there is a chance. I just feel like uh, the Blues probably feel like they have that veteran leadership up front that they're probably going to lean on that uh, for their letters. Yeah, JR, I agree 100%. I see Colton Prego with an A on his jersey. I mean, if we step back and think about things for a second, now Doug has called him the alpha male on the blue line. He's finally the number one player. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs and expectations on this young man this upcoming season. I just don't know if right now is the time to throw a big heavy C on his chest and, and you know, put that on his plate too. I would love to see Colton Pareko develop this season into that true number one defenseman, be comfortable in his role, and have a leadership piece in this team, but maybe not necessarily that pressure of carrying the full load. It's exactly right. And, and one thing, maybe some people out there listening are aware of this and, and others aren't, I'll just say it, is uh, there is so much that comes with the C that, that people don't even know. You know, people don't know what, uh, like Alex Petrangelo, you get to the rink at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning and, and you have your uh, treatment and then you have your practice and then you have you know meetings, things like that. So then everybody else goes home and, and you've, you're going to talk to a group or you're going to film a commercial or you're going to, it's an all day long deal. And so for the people out there who would like to see perhaps Colton Preco wear the C, I get it. You know, he's a young up and coming guy who could get, who could be a big part of this foundation, but there's also so much growth potential there that if he could just focus on that and not focus on some of the ancillary things that come with wearing the C, I think he'd be better off personally. Final question that I've got for you, JR, is a little bit of a follow-up on that. If we are under the assumption that it's probably going to be Ryan O'Reilly that ends up with the C then, is there any concern whatsoever about that other stuff that you're talking about right now? Because I'm not worried about him being a leader in that locker room at all. But is there any concern at all about that other stuff that comes with being the captain for him after the way that things ended for him up in Buffalo? I don't think so because I think he does that stuff already. He does a lot of that stuff on the side that, that people don't see. Um, and I guess if you turn on the TV, uh, you see these commercials. But to me, Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> to me, Ryan O'Reilly um, is probably your captain. And if he's not, here's the only reason because he's already a leader, and I don't think it doesn't matter if he has a C on it or not, people are going to listen to him. So if you had a situation where you really wanted to put a lot of confidence in a guy, let's just say like a Pareko or, or one of the forwards up there uh, and give them the C, you feel like this is a guy who's going to be here six, seven, eight years, and he's going to ride you into the future as a captain. I could see maybe then giving the, the captain to somebody else just because you know O'Reilly is going to do what he did the past couple of years without the C. Uh, but but I think uh, if you want to be clear cut and say, hey, who's the leader of this team without the training? leaving I think Ryan O'Reilly with the way he leads himself and also with the way he's brought guys in especially younger guys he's the guy that people look to he's Jeremy Rutherford find his full article about Colton Pareko his role for next year and how Doug Armstrong views Colton Pareko moving forward over on the athletic right now you can always follow him on Twitter as well at JP Rutherford JR always appreciate the time all the best to you and your family we look forward to talking with you again next week anytime guys thanks